Uh, what is happening on the airwaves here on MutinyRadio.fm? Yeah, that's Karaoke Clubhouse in the in the Phil's uh, show I used to run. You don't sing with the radio. You sing on the radio. So my buddies are singing behind us. Yeah, it's time for Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8. Comedians do four minutes a time. They hear the horn at three minutes. That means they have a minute. And that means they learn what a minute feels like because that's what comedy is. Timing. Uh, And then people give them comments and stuff into microphones because it's a radio show. And uh, we give them helpful things and we try to stay really nice. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Make it a nice toasted brioche bun on top. You put the shit in the middle, maybe some cheese on it, maybe a little mayonnaise. And at the bottom, another brioche bun toasted to perfection. So uh, think about being nice to your fellow comics, unless they really suck a bag of dicks. And I mean, be honest, you know, you can do that here too. Uh, So thanks for being here. He looks like he's chomping at the bit. I don't have a list here, but I assume he's first. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for the very hilarious Marty Cunney. Yay! Here we go, Jerk Workshop. We're going to fucking do this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, this one went really well on Facebook. Let's see how it sounds in person. Um, I I recently found a... that I really enjoy uh, sex in the shower. Uh, it's really amazing, mostly because no one can really tell if you're crying. Uh, it's, it feels really good in there, nice and safe. Um, I know a lot of people when they give up things like uh, cigarettes and uh, you know alcohol, they'll say like, "What I what I've done is I stopped buying cigarettes." Like that's how I'm getting out of you know trying to decrease my usage. Which I think is good. I tried to apply that to my life, so I've uh, I've stopped buying cocaine, which I think is a good plan. Uh, backfired a little bit though, because I am now sucking a lot more dick for cocaine. Uh, well, backfired depends on your point of view, right? Uh, I do still like to smoke a lot of weed, though. We got we got some potheads here, as usually. We're mutiny. Come on, this is where we are. Uh, I I really enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy smoking weed. Uh, I still have a weed card even. Like I still have the medical prescription, which a lot of people don't go with these days. But uh, I'll be damned if I give up lying to my doctor, okay? That's something that's sticking around for me. I I went to my doctor to, when I had to re-up the prescription. He said, well, Marty, what's wrong with you? I was like, well, doc, I got a lot of anxiety. And he said, oh, really? When do you get anxious? Uh, well, mostly when I go to buy drugs. Why don't you uh, go ahead and give me that card, asshole? Why don't you expedite this process a little bit? Yeah, that doesn't make so much sense now that it's legal. Um, let's see. I, uh, I, I was I actually really happy it's legal, though, because now everyone gets to experience a dispensary, a weed dispensary, which is just a magical place. It's the equivalent of walking down the cereal aisle in the grocery store when you're a little kid. You know what I mean? Like, they even have, like, a lot of the same names, like Fruity Pebbles and shit like that, and all the wacky mascots and everything. I think that, you know, weed, they did the right way. Like, they made they made their medicine fun, right? Like, that's the right way to do it. There should be more medicines with that approach. Like, you know, Pfizer should be taking notes. I think about it. Instead of taking Lipitor, wouldn't you rather take Fatty Flush? You know, something like that. Instead of Adderall, wouldn't you rather take, like, Focusaurus Rex? You know? They had a little... The the little mascot on the bottle would just be like a T-Rex grinding his teeth together with red eyes. Like, ah, I've been playing Fortnite for 36 hours. I got the cleanest room in the world. Uh, instead of Xanax, you just call it like... 
whatever, man. <sighs> no. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Uh, I've been getting a little bit offended lately. Because uh, all my friends keep telling these stories about, oh, yeah, man, I pulled over the other day and somebody just hopped in my car. They thought I was their Uber. I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. That never happens to me. Like, what's wrong with my car, huh? What's wrong with my sensible mid-sized sedan? I abuse my parking lights too, motherfuckers. Like, why is it no one mistaking my vehicle for a rideshare? It's the same level of offended that I get when no one ever assumes that I'm gay. It's like, come on. I feel like I've been taking care of myself lately. I dress nice. I'm not getting a five-star rating and driving or sucking dick, apparently. Uh, let's see. Uh, went to see the doctor recently. It was, it was weird. The doctor, I thought I had strep throat. The doctor goes to swab my throat. And he says, uh, you might gag a little bit. And he goes and swabs me. He's like, oh, you didn't mind that at all. You know what I do mind, Doc? Your little comments. Uh, not necessary. It was a weird visit. And then he uh, proceeded to give me a, a colonoscopy. I'm 29 years old. I'm pretty sure I have to wait a little while for those. And then he requested a stool sample. I think I need a new doctor. Uh, preferably one with an office. Uh, Got to stop meeting behind the Burger King. Uh, let's see how quick I can get this out. Uh, I've... Uh, quit my job recently in between jobs i'm looking to get a new job or uh, well ignore that uh, i quit my job recently because i uh, my boss told me that i need to get with the program i need to you know get with the team i need to drink the kool-aid and as soon as i heard that last one i was like i'm out because anybody who says that either wants you to kill yourself or wants you or doesn't know what the fuck that phrase means um or option number three, they're a surviving Jonestown cultist, and you got to get the fuck out of there, okay? Uh, started a new job, and uh, it's awkward. I'm still at that awkward stage where I don't know anyone's name yet, but I know the sound that they make when they take a shit. Uh, it's it's really weird. Like, I, this guy might be Jeff, but as far as I'm concerned, his name is Cough Splash. Uh, and that bathroom, it's a new bathroom, so, like, I don't know these people yet. But, like, they have that partition in between. So I can, like, you know, it's like a really big one. Like, the partition between the door and, like, the frame of the door into the toilet. And you're just like, why is that there? Like, why is there? Why is it so easy? to? It's so awkward. You know, you always end up making eye contact with someone while you're masturbating. It's fucking, it's not made, doing me any favors at my new job. All right, guys, that's my time. Thanks a lot. That's Marty Cunny. Wait, Yay. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot to record that first part. We have all these microphones uh, outside for people to make comments about his set. Uh, clearly, he loves drugs. I definitely approve of that. Uh, so, uh, you had the joke about cocaine and uh, not paying for it and sucking a lot of dick. And I was like, you had two jokes towards the end where you referenced sucking dick with the cotton swab and the other one. So, I was like, oh, bring it back to the cocaine thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're using a cotton swab, you're shooting it up this time. <laughs> you know, because you got to put that in the cap to do the, I don't know how to Moving on to bigger and better things. Your, uh, your nipples look really good in that shirt. I don't know if you've been working out or whatever. <laughs> it's not but even cold outside. You could, I don't know what's going on. You could definitely talk about that with sucking dick for money. Yeah, no, it's great. You definitely are showing the pecs. Your boobs look good today. Is that, is that cat calling or complimenting? They do any other comments besides his titties yeah, the, looking um, great? That Xanax joke with the pause at the end was that like you on the drug or was that? Yeah, you? that's the thing. Is that, that one? I, I like. I've never been able to make it clear that that's supposed to be someone. Yeah, on Xanax. Like I, 
I um, I thought you were sometimes like, people get it and sometimes people are just like why is he did, did he forget his joke or, yeah I thought you kind of uh, gave up in the middle of it yeah like, I, why don't oh this is my I thought of like changing it to like um Xanax is a fun drug you know what I mean so like Xanax is like Xanax and that's where I thought you were gonna go with it you know with that long pause oh just stick with like it's yeah, called Xanax that's what everyone else is doing yeah like I've I've have a lot of friends that do Xanax so yeah no I, I don't know I my other thought was to turn it into like a mumble rap. Uh, oh, that's funny. But I can't. Turns out I can't mumble rap, so <laughs> that was kind of an issue. Feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been trying to think of a better tag on that one, but. Touch my yeah. penis and it's gonna be good for both of us. Just record. I'll just record that and play it. <laughs> I just gave you a sweet. What is it called? Loop track. I don't know anything about these new kids and their hip hop. Yeah. You could be a hip hop star with those titties. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry, your nipples look. I, I accidentally I accidentally had to watch some of the WWE um, awards last night, and there was a girl who went up there, and her titties were almost as good as yours. Like Wait, they the were, WWE awards? Yeah, there was awards, and there was a girl who like had really great fake tits, and she was not covering up her nipples, and they right. were they looked like the nipples on baby bottles, but it was somehow hot because I don't know what was going. On. She was wearing a really red slinky dress. You, I mean. You look like a World Cup soccer player in that outfit. Am I objectifying you now? It's good you're going on a date. You're ready for it. This is bo- this is boosting my confidence. This is great, <laughs> which is good after that set. Uh. Clap wildly for Marty Cunning. Yay! So that's how it works. Uh, your next comedian is a person I don't necessarily know very much. So clap very loudly for Sergio Navona. Hey, you guys. Ta-da-ta. So the few times I've gone up, I rush through my set. So I need to practice slowing it down. And I read it so many times that it looks like I'm reading it. So I want to see if I can make it more animated and slow it down. So that's what I'm going to try and work on. So hi, yes, my name is Sergio. I am new to comedy, so thank you all for being here as I pop my comedic cherry. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> unlike the time I lost my virginity, I'd like this evening to be memorable, so please be gentle. It's my first time. Um, do you guys remember your first time? All right. This might be just as awkward and uncomfortable, but I promise to look you in the eyes and I will try my best not to finish early. You know what's scary about doing stand-up? The risk of seeing one of your exes in the audience. I'm totally okay running into my exes with my car, um, which is why I'm no longer an Uber driver. Um, I told the insurance it was an accident, and they believed it, but the one-star rating I got from my passenger really pissed me off. I guess I can't please everyone. Um, I'll tell you a secret, but it has to stay in this room, so shh. I've had sex with some audience members, um, and some of them are here tonight. Uh, they're back for an encore. It, it was that good. Um, I'm flattered when anyone wants to have sex with me. Well, other than my uncles. Um, been there, done that. Um, last week, I was propositioned for a three-way, um, which I really didn't know what to do. Um, let's see, how can I explain this? You know how sometimes you crave a burger? Like you really want a burger? but the burger comes with the side of coleslaw. Three ways are kind of like that. You mainly want one of the participants, but it comes with the side of coleslaw. 
which is why I'm not good at casual sex. I enjoy transactional sex. You pay me, you blow me. I can come in your mouth, but that's extra. Casual sex is complicated, and I'm like a Rubik's Cube. You really have to know how to handle me. And you have to be of a certain height if you want to ride this ride. Women know what I'm talking about. Uh, again, I'm no Mother Teresa. I've had my fun. I'm not against casual sex, but I perform a lot better when I'm getting paid. Mm. Everything I know about sex, I learned from my uncle. Uh, don't panic. This comes with a happy ending. I was six years old. I had no idea what was going on. Um, give me a break. I had small hands, and I would tire quickly. Turns out my uncle is a liar. He said if I give him hand jobs, his dick would get bigger. Total lie. Like most good Catholics, I was dedicated. I gave him daily hand jobs, uh, twice on Sundays. But all that work paid off when I hit puberty. I can masturbate with either hand. So, gold star for me. I don't mean to brag you guys, but I'm really good at giving hand jobs. Like I'm really good at giving hand jobs. You should see my Yelp reviews. Um, being Catholic, I was a little bit conflicted about masturbation. I mean, on one hand, it felt really good. With my other hand, I would cup my balls, and as soon as I'd come, I'd fall right asleep. By the way, this technique still works to this day. I've never taken a sleeping pill. Um, oh, the thing about my uncle, I'm kidding, you guys. My uncle did not have sex with me. We're not Greek. Um, <clears throat> I orchestrated the entire thing. I mean, you wouldn't know it now, but I was an adorable-looking child. I was hot, like John Benet hot. I haven't seen my uncle in years, but he calls me collect once a month. Uh, look, relationships are scary, especially at the beginning. There's so much uncertainty. Do you call? Do you text? Do you email? When do you send your dick pic? Being romantic is hard work. Uh, but I've been deeply in love twice. The first time I thought I was going to marry this person, they had other plans. The second time, I actually proposed in front of all my friends. I could not wait to be married. My other half could not wait to break up with me. I was dumped via voicemail. Could have been worse. At least I wasn't dumped on a post-it. Um, that ex got hit by a car. And before you come to any conclusions, it wasn't me. Um, I tend to like take long breaks between relationships, mainly because I have to wait for the rash to clear. Um, it took me a little longer this last time because I don't have insurance. But I have friends in tech. They have insurance, so I took their penicillin, which means I'm ready to start dating. I guess I have to go online. All my friends and relatives are online. I just don't want to date my friends and relatives anymore. I'm old-fashioned. I hate dating apps. I miss the good old days. You go to a bar, smile, lock eyes with someone new, distract them with humor while you put a roofie in their drink. Uh, so yes, I'm old-fashioned. Uh, that's it for me. My name is Sergio. <laughs> Sergio! Da. All right. So last time you heard just a little bit of that, Pam. So. Uh, worked on it since I last saw you. Right. Uh, so the first thing is that you ran the light. I, the second time I honked you was like, you ran the light by a full minute. Just so oh, you shit. know okay. what. So you did five minutes total. Okay. Not four. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, I think other people have comments, but before Marty starts, uh, when you said <laughs> when you said coleslaw, I think you have a joke there like coleslaw. No one wants to pay for coleslaw. You, you said like blowjobs are like coleslaw or something. Uh, three, uh, three ways are... 
You want the burger, but it comes with coleslaw. Right, and no one wants to pay for coleslaw. Yeah, no one wants, people right. mainly I, want the burger. Right, so I was like, there could have been like an extra joke in there. It was like you kind of left it on okay. for a second. Oh, cool, okay. Uh, it looks like Marty has something to say. Uh, yeah, I got a few ones. Uh, you said the one-star rating from when you hit... So I got two things on that bit. Is let's hear the the rating. Like, did they leave a review? Oh, okay. Like, oh, his Spanish is terrible, and he was yelling at that. Yelling. Oh, at her, gotcha. Something like that. I, I don't know. Something something funny about something you were doing while you were running over your ex. Okay. And you can even bring that back because when you get a Yelp review for your hand jobs, it's the exact same Yelp review. Uh, like overly, oh, okay. overly aggressive Latino or something. Gotcha, like that. gotcha. I okay. don't know. Really put his back into it or something. If you have two reviews in, in the same set, like connecting them could be funny. Okay, uh, that makes sense. And it's just kind of the same criticism with the, the Yelp review, right? Like you could say, hey, what what is the Yelp review? Like people yeah. are writing stuff out. Like something funny could be going there. Okay. Uh, if you're like a Rubik's Cube, um, Asians could do you without even looking. Uh, I don't know, something along those lines. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is funny, yes, yeah. yes. I like but that. But like, just more, if you're going to say you're a Rubik's Cube, make, some, make fun of the Rubik's Cube. You can come bit. in seven seconds if the right person's doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, there you okay. go. Yeah. It's like 7.9 seconds, I think, is the record for solving a Rubik's Cube or something like that. That's very specific knowledge. Wow. <laughs> we know who the winner is. Yeah. <laughs> Not the uh, that's good. Thank you. Yes, I like that. That makes total sense. Mm, uh you said your uh, uncle's dick was supposed to get bigger, but it said yours did. Hey. Um. <laughs> um, and then you fall asleep every time you, you say, like, I don't take a sleeping pill. But do you ever clean up after yourself or you just wake up in this dry, caked on mess? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It could be uh, so my, my dry cleaning bills are ridiculous, but I sleep great or something like that. I mean, not to. Uh, I do have. Some, I was thinking about that. Um, of as far as the messiness, I'm like, well, what if you just put a towel and every time you're done, you just put the towel aside, so you just keep repiling it on. I had a joke about that. Like, yeah, you know, smells like corn chips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another specific or like knowledge. coleslaw. Smells like coleslaw. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Smells I like see. coleslaw. Okay. I, I like that connection of that. Okay. Totally. Yeah. That was something I was thinking about. Adding like a towel. Okay. Cool. I got. I got one quick one. Uh huh. Um, you mentioned a few times like hitting your ex with a car, and then you said later like you take long gaps between relationships. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking you were gonna do a callback like you're in jail because you keep hitting your exes with a car. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got one too. Um, uh-huh. Overall, it's like probably like put some like dramatic pauses, especially like when you say like you you hit your ex with a car, but you were like the Uber like driver. Yeah, definitely like put like a dramatic pause and like look at the audience like like you're crazy or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see that totally. Yeah, I'm. I really like that Rubik's cube thing where everybody was going. Like, I think it'd be really funny to have like a necessarily long list. About like you know what was the uh, Rubik's thing? So you, you you can't fuck me? Was that it or? Um, uh, I'm complicated. Um, I'm like a Rubik's cube. You really have to know how to handle me. Yeah, I was thinking like if you're colorblind, you can't get this or something like that. You know what I mean? Like if you make it a necessarily long list, okay? Because a lot of your things are very sexual jokes, anyways. Yeah. You know, so get like just get twenty of them. You know, and just to like, add to the Rubik's cube, you mean, yeah. or like, or like you the reasons I mean? like, why they're not successful? Yeah, it's just like okay. it's. I think it's a really funny thing that you can just pound. You okay. go to the yeah. ground. Gotcha. <laughs> Pound. No pun intended. <laughs> Everybody clap wildly for Sergio. Excellent. Thank you guys so much.
That's how the joke workshop works. Yeah. Your next comedian. One of my favorite people. I'm so glad every time he's here. Uh, you guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey. Thanks, Bam. You're always sweet. Um, I was uh, leaving my driveway the other day. And uh, when I say driveway, I mean the... Uh, the parking lot of the 99 cent store directly beneath the apartment complex I live in. And there was this crow and it was just like, it had like some piece of meat or a flower or something in its mouth. And, uh, it, I don't know if there was like a weight imbalance or what, but instead of flying out of the way of my car, it was just going like, and so I rolled down my window and I shouted at it, fly you fool. Because I believe that certain pop culture references can overcome the language barrier between man and beast. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, I love uh, crows and ravens. They're both uh, birds in the corvid family. Um, and uh, if you have ever had difficulty telling the difference between the two of them, uh, there's a, it's a really easy trick. So crows are uh, emo but in a fun way, and ravens are goths, full-on goths. Um, actually, uh, if you want to know the difference, it, it, this is true, uh, both of them have a special kind of feather uh, in their wings. They're called pinions that allow them to fly, and crows have five of them, while ravens have six. So, you know, if, you're, if someone ever asks you, or if you're ever wondering, what's the difference between a crow and a raven? Well, that's a matter of opinion. Um, <laughs> Thank you, thank you. There's always one groaner. There's always at least one groaner in the in the room. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to um, autism spectrum disorder group therapy for the first time. Uh, it was it was very interesting, and I, I feel like I got a lot out of it. Uh, mostly the knowledge that I never want to go to autism spectrum disorder group therapy ever again. Um, it was just so clearly for people who were like way worse off than I am, way farther down the spectrum, and. Like, like, I was 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 cringing basically to to give you a, a baseline for how bad it was in there, and like I said up front, like, oh, you know, it's my first time here. I'm just gonna observe, and and at the end, someone was still like, hey, he didn't say anything. Like, well, like there's there's two possible uh, ways of reading that. Like, hey, why didn't you embarrass yourself like the rest of us? Or hey, uh, I think this guy might be trying to infiltrate the group. Like, we have so much we can learn from these social misfits. They have so much they can teach us. Um, but you know, I was thinking about this, like, I, I am, have been trying to get some kind of help with my brain problem situation, and you know, it, it, I also realized that I've also, I've been doing comedy for like three and a half years now, and it's something where you have to try and have people relate to you, whereas I have this thing in my brain that makes that fucking impossible for me to do to anyone else. Um, I, I love uh, memes because memes are a form of humor that like gives you a an inborn sense of community because like this is crowdsourced humor m memes <laughs> like you have an innate sense of belonging when you see a badly photoshopped picture of a celebrity with some kind of ridiculous caption you know you can be certain that you're enjoying something that's been crowdsourced as quality humor. They're like inside jokes, basically. Memes are the inside jokes of humor. All right. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, uh, the, the thing that like,
comedy has done for me more than anything else. It's helped me re uh, realize and nurture my roots as uh, an asshole. Uh, I'm an asshole, uh, and I know this. I know this because uh, I was at a barbershop the other week, and this like whole family comes in with their baby, and the baby is, is made to sit in the chair and get a haircut and is just screaming his fucking head off the entire time, but I was just waiting. I was waiting with bated breath because I knew the second that baby was out of there, the whole room would just start roasting them roasting that kid, and they did. They did, and it was glorious. There was a uh, one woman in there who said it sounded like a goat was being slaughtered. Uh, there was uh, so there was a lady who said, uh, you know, if that's not good birth control, I don't know what is. And uh, one of the uh, barbers themselves put the cherry on the crap cake by saying, you know, okay, we have a new policy now. The only people that get haircuts are the people who want haircuts. All right, that's my time. Thank you. Stephen Massey, yay, yay, Stephen Massey, yay. Uh, I have a couple things. Uh, one, I relate to you because of your Warriors t-shirt. Thank you. I love that. I feel like we're one in the same, <laughs> and anything you say, I agree with it. Uh, I loved Goth versus Emo Birds. I feel like you could call back to Ravens a lot. I feel like you, instead of saying a goat being slaughtered, you could say a raven being slaughtered <laughs> at the end. I feel like when you could call back to Ravens even when you talk about your autistic meeting, like you didn't give enough specific details about Ravens. Like you got there and you're like, so the difference between a raven and a crow, it's, it's, it's a matter of opinions. And then they all don't get it. And then they're like, why doesn't he know? And then you say something more specific about a raven, right? Like about the length of their talons or something weird. And then maybe Game of Thrones and then maybe trains. That might be too hard, but... Like everyone I knows Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, and everybody and autistic people know trains for some reason. Yeah, but it's, like it's I, weird. And like and like I don't I don't like to be too much of a stereotype, but I am genuinely comforted by the sound of train whistles in the distance. It's <laughs> it's just how it's and yeah. that works. Thank that's you. Very that should go good in your bit line. about Thank the you. autistic. There's a punchline. Thanks. So you just pulled out like a train whistle, and you're like, no, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of you. <laughs> It's the, That's good. It's the mating call. Oh God! <laughs> there we are. Mating call. <laughs> it's a fucking dream list. Um, I'd like the uh, the pop culture references with the animals. That first one you did. I think you could just have more fun with that spitball a little bit. Like you were talking to a goat the other day, and you're like, "Here's looking at you, kid," or something like that. <laughs> just stupid stuff like that. You could you could mm. go on and on. Just like like we said with the Rubik's cube thing. Just try things out. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't. I think you got a little long-winded, like just slightly, with the the memes bit. Uh -huh. I think you can just nail it down. And say in, memes are an inside joke for people with no friends. There we go. Uh, yeah, because you—that's where you ended up. Yeah. And I think it's just like I think if you got there sooner, it'd be it'd be beneficial. Yeah, uh, nice. Because you're 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 explaining memes for a long time when you want to yeah. explain memes in a funny way, right? That yeah. everyone could understand, <laughs> which is kind of what, what the joke is about, right, right? right? Like, I'm trying to relate to you people yes, over yeah. here. <laughs> um, and then at the end, that, that you said, like, you know, you're cultivating your asshole roots, which is funny. And, um, but in that, then you, you, you described a situation where you weren't an asshole at all. It was just everyone else being an asshole. Mm. You should say, like, I really showed him up when I said something like this, like, like, uh, fucking. When I told this joke about them. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. There we go. 
Or you just go something that's like way far and above. Like, yeah, yeah you know, that's that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't have jumped in because like I would have inevitably roasted that kid way too hard. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that problem. What that's would you have said though? There that's go. There go. that's the yeah, situation we want to hear that. And yeah. there's the joke, and that's why you shouldn't be on the autistic meeting because oh, you're, you know, yeah, you, there, if you that, can that, roast that. them, then you probably shouldn't be there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Thank you. What you Devin Messer! Yay! Yay! Your next comedian is anonymous. We don't know who he is. We know who he is, but he doesn't want the internet to know who he is, so I already took him off the thingy, my bobber. So, hey, that's how anonymous he is. Hey, put your hands together for that guy. Everybody was just giving me the fucking what the fuck is your problem eyes. Like, I've never seen a room full of comics get that uncomfortable that quickly without me even opening my mouth. That is insane. I should do this way more often. It's great, though. It's great. Like, honestly, I feel like this whole anonymous shit right now is just because like I smoked weed before and like I thought of like this one little one-liner and I way over analyzed it too much because that's why I do all the fucking time you know but th- th- this is it this is it it's probably gonna be really anticlimactic but um I actually had a fucking beer with like my little brother's uh, junior year English teacher you know which means I actually roofied my little brother's junior year English teacher it's fucking great guys it is I um I used to do this whole bit about Shakespeare and I got way too fucking angry with it you probably you know remember that joke it wasn't funny at all but like, I'm pretty sure I have some unresolved you know issues against them I hate English teachers no I don't yeah I do fuck it I hate English teachers I also hate uh 20 year olds like I was uh, at a barbecue last night and like everybody was my age and I, I just, I found out why. I found out to exact science why I hate 20-year-olds. It's because they're um, fucking breathing. <laughs> I just can't tolerate that shit, guys. I can't. I can't. I'm 24. I'm a hypocrite. I don't care. Um, what else? It's, I've had a weird week. Uh, somebody, I was at a bar with a friend, and somebody, like, across the bar fucking collapsed and fell down you know, hit their head, and everybody was freaking out, you know, they call the uh, paramedics, and once the paramedics got there, this 35-year-old lady from, like, across the bar just went, the EMT is here, I gotta fucking leave, and booked it out the bar. The EMT is here, the paramedics, how many warrants do you have to have to be afraid of the fucking paramedics, is my point. Like, I don't drive in the city, you know, you don't see me, like, walking around San Francisco going... That's a fucking meter made man. I need to get the shit out of here. It's weird though. It's weird. Like the only reason you should be afraid about the paramedics is if cops double as Uber drivers. And honestly, that'd be really funny to me. I don't know why. Okay. Um, what else? Oh yeah. Um, people have been saying I'm mature for my age a lot, which I think is um, bullshit. Thank you, Marty. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, like, I feel like the only reason they think I'm mature is because I don't really talk a lot, you know? Which is kind of stupid, because all, all that's really going on is I'm too stupid to string a coherent sentence together based on the topic. And I know that sounded really smart, but it took me an hour and a half to write that. <laughs> Again, I hate English teachers. I don't know. Okay, let's do this. Um, actually, let's do this. You were talking about uh, getting your weed card, Marty. Um, first time I got my weed card, my buddy took me out. You know, we were going, we were, he gives us $100, we got drunk at fucking 
10 a.m. because it was my birthday. That's how we're getting my weed card. We takes me to the uh, place to go get it done, and uh, we go into this gated area. We drop it off. It's like, hey, new patient, new patient. Fuck you. We're both excited, little drunk, signing me up all the paperwork. They send me into there. I get to the doctor, and they're like, so what are you addicted to? And they go through all these questions. I'm answering them completely. It's not until after I sign the, like I'm about to sign the paperwork, did I realize my friend just accidentally walked us in both to rehab. <laughs> and I've been really fucking happy. Pretty sure they, sure they smell the alcohol on my breath. Just going over like how much I smoke weed, you know, like every day it makes me feel great. You know, like what do you need it for to deal with people? And then right when I was about to sign the paperwork, and this is how they fucking, I found out, right when I was about to sign the paperwork, so I'm like, what weed stores do I go that'll give me the free shit after I get this card, you know? And uh, I fucking, they were like, no, this is rehab. We went, oh, and booked it without even saying, explaining what was going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have I have more to it because like I'll, I'll shorten it up really quick because like all right well, I'll, I'll tell you briefly after that we actually went to go get my weed card and I was extremely paranoid you know and that doctor was like after a while he was like dude get the fuck out of my store and that's that's the abridged part of that I should I should yeah I should talk about this more thanks guys. <laughs> Well, like I want you to continue to go to more rehab centers, the exact same thing. Like, please, please, for the love of God, bring a hidden camera and make this a like do this, make this a thing, please. It's a new show called Accidentally Rehab. It's, it's like I went in and I no, it's very, very funny. That whole oh premise, I have like exclamation points and smiley faces. This is the best premise I've heard from this you. This is a true a fucking long. story. Like It is a great fucking premise and you can go so far into it. Like, And there's so many jokes like, I got to go potty and I never came back or I got to go out and get some cigarettes and you never came back. There's so many things that you can do in that story. Like the story in itself is so funny and you can just add punchline. You can just yeah. add punchlines all the way through. It's so good. Thank you. Yeah, I was... You could add more about like how they were like, wow, this is the most excited anyone's ever been walking <laughs> yeah. in here. What like just more questions that they ask you that seem like really innocuous and looking back you're like oh god damn it like, yeah you're right you're <laughs> I really right. should have seen this one coming you're right like so do you cocaine or all like just like because I'm so oh happy. yeah man they sell that too yeah this is fucking awesome yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. you get that with Are the we card we in Mexico <laughs> what kind of card is this <laughs> can I chop up lines with it yeah it's like a special visa card it's, it's a badass premise <laughs> Does, does anyone else have anything? I think that he, like, just right into it, dude. It is funny, 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 funny. I, and no, I've never heard anyone with that premise, so. I'm, fucking, I'm that stupid. It's, no, it's great. It's <laughs> fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, though. <laughs> Thank you, man. Everybody clap wildly for Hunter Uniac. Yay! Magic. Magic happening on the on the joke workshop stage. How exciting for everybody. Uh, your next comedian, she has another place to be, so we're going to bump her up the list because she's special. And she's the first lady we're going to see tonight, so I always give a preference because um, it's reparations. Everybody, put your hands together for Chloe Keister! Thank you. Thank you. 
I am not special, just so we all know. Um, you guys want to know a secret? I really like fat guys. Like, I really, I really like fat guys. I thought my type for a while was like tall, thick dudes. Um, but my current boyfriend, he's just thick. Like, that's all. Like, he's below average in height, and I still like him just as much. So, by the powers of deductive reasoning, I like fat guys. Um, thank you, Pam. I, I think I like fat dudes because it's like you're dating a living pillow. They're very warm, they're comfortable, and usually they're supportive. It's nice, it's very nice. Um, I think, so I actually, my boyfriend is technically obese, uh, and people usually respond with, really? Really? And I think, like, people don't, like, they forget that there's an obesity problem in America. Like, I just thought, I just thought McDonald's was having a moment. I just thought that. Um, but people don't, I think why they don't, realize that like a lot of people are obese when they don't look necessarily obese is that they confuse it with morbid obesity which is a very different thing so if you're morbidly obese you have to be like helicoptered out of your home to go to the hospital if you're regular obese you look overweight and are shamed by your doctor and like that's the big difference there and i was actually doing some research and there are different types of obesity so it's like the general scale is like, okay, so you're normal weight, you're overweight, you're severely obese, you're morbidly obese, and then you're super obese. And super obese is the worst type of obese, but it does sound like the best type. Like, I think I'd rather be, I'd want to be super obese if I were obese. Like, that sounds cool. Um, so, another thing, do you guys, how do you guys feel about period sex? Yay, cool. Some people think it's gross, and that really like makes me angry because they think like blood coming out of my vagina is gross, but they're fine with cum coming out of their dick. Like that's weird too. Okay, we think about it. Like cum is kind of scary. It's a little bit scary. Like I, the very first time I gave somebody a hand job, it was in high school. Uh, I was 15, he was 15, I wasn't like weird or anything. Um, we were in his room watching Without a Paddle, a Seth Green movie. It was very accurate, very accurate and fitting. I had no idea what I was doing. I knew my hands were my best resource, but I didn't know what to do with them. In retrospect, like I could have done anything and he probably would have liked it, but I was like very focused on the mechanics. Like, is he liking it? He's unresponsive. What's happening? I don't know. And then it was over very suddenly. And I had never seen a guy ejaculate before. Did you guys know that usually on average it's 31 miles per hour? It's like faster than my grandma is comfortable driving. <laughs> it's just really like, it just like comes, comes at you. And I was like, holy shit, I'm being like shot at here, like ducking out of the way. <laughs> like that's okay. I didn't know that this was like a war zone here. Uh, that's all I have. Thank you guys so much. Chloe Easter. That was hilarious. I laughed heartily at many, many jokes. Whenever you can uh, reference your grandmother in a handjob story, like, well done. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, the grandma driving, that yeah. I was have an exclamation point after that. Uh, I feel like that whole supportive, that whole joke about them being fat and supportive and stuff, I thought that was very funny. Uh, but then um, 
you can go farther because you kept talking about support, but like my neck, my back. Oh, oh. but he can't. But he isn't flexible <laughs> to. I mean, he can get in my pussy, but the or some there could be a thing about maybe you don't have to be flexible to do that. That's There's true. just a song about it. I love your body positivity jokes. Uh, what are the other benefits of dating fat people besides the pillows and support? Okay, yeah. That's what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. And I thought super obese would be a great new superhero for the millennial children. <laughs> yeah, what can fun. super obese do? Like yeah. eat more carne asada than, <laughs> like, I don't know, like yeah. beat Masamoto in some hot dog eating contest. And uh, you have a million dollar idea here. You need to make a t-shirt that says, come is kind of scary. It's true, that yeah. You, you can make a t-shirt. You could sell that as merch when okay. you do comedy around the world. Just like, put come is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $15 t-shirts, come is kind of scary. You're going to make a million dollars. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, the part of like when people like, say, like, you know your boyfriend's a beast. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, he is a beast. It's good. It's good for lispers. Yeah. That's a good. That's uh-huh. a good. That's a good joke. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, grandma joke's really funny. You might just say, uh, uh, "That's how. That's faster than my grandma drives." Just to drives rather than like yeah, exactly. Added, but it's words. fucking hilarious. So oh, okay. That's like nitpicking. But forget. Great. Thank you. Everybody clap wildly. Okay, oh, thank you. Have fun at your next show. Your next comedian. I think I'm going to try to read his name right. Put your hand together for Graham Elliott. Thank you. So it's um, Chloe and I are not compatible. Uh, I'm quite, I'm pretty thin. Um, I, uh, I don't think thin people get a lot of sympathy, you know, but we have it just as hard as everybody else. You know, do you, do you know how fragile these wrists are? You know, one time I sprained my wrists drying my hands with a paper towel. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll move past that because uh, my, my girlfriend doesn't seem to mind, though, you know? I, I think the only thing that annoys my girlfriend about me is the fact that I don't really know how to sound genuine. Everything I say sounds sarcastic. So we went for a walk through a nice neighborhood, and I was like, wow, that, that house has a really nice fence. She was just like... If you didn't like it, you didn't have to say anything. I was like, oh, I mean, I really meant it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, but again, sounding sarcastic, it's a problem for me too, because I'll be hungry and she'll be like, oh, what do you want for dinner? Do you want Italian? I'll be like, yeah, Italian sounds great. And she'll be like, okay, you pick. I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. Um, well, I'm really in the mood for a burrito. And then she's just like, okay, so not Italian and not Mexican. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm starving. And she's just like, all right, let me know when you're ready to go and we'll go. Which, uh, which really sucks. Um, I, uh, what else? If you, um, if you have the option to get more expensive healthcare, I recommend you do it. Uh, otherwise you're gonna end up with the doctors that I've had. I went to the doctor about a week ago. I went to go see a cardiologist because I had some chest pain. And uh, I was the only one under 60 that was there, but I think I still fit in. I'm an old man at heart. And the reason I know that is because I chose these shoes based off the way they make my knees feel, which is pretty good. Uh, And I I went in and I saw the doctor and he listens to my heart and he takes a step back and he's just like, if anyone ever asks you if you have a heart murmur, you can say yes. 
I was like, what the hell kind of way is that to tell someone they have a heart murmur? Because, you know, I started thinking, is that the way this man delivers all of his information? I just picture him going home to his wife, like, if anyone ever asks you if your husband's cheated on you, you can say yes. <laughs> also, what if no one asks me, you know? Is that how I get better? Is that the cure? You know, I imagine I'm like with one of my friends. I'm like, oh, my chest kind of hurts. And he's just like, oh, do you think you might have a heart murmur? I'm like, whoa, whoa, stop. Don't ask me. If you ask me, I have to say yes. That's what the doctor said. I, uh, uh, I got one of those. Uh, I, actually, another time I went to a doctor, I went to go, uh, I had to get stitches in my, in my finger. And the doctor came in with students, which is a bad sign. And uh, she started talking to the students and just talking to them, not to me, and saying, like, we're going to use this needle for his small hands. I was like, oh, that's kind of makes me feel not that great. And then uh, she, uh, you know, she kind of made me feel like a whiteboard, you know, because I'm thin and pale. And uh, one of the students started stitching on my hand and I felt this sharp pain go up my arm. And she was like, oh, was that the bone? If your doctor asks you if that was the bone, get a new doctor. I, uh, real quick, I got a virtual reality headset, and uh, the concept of virtual reality, it's really great, you know, because you're in a different world. You know, I put it on in my apartment, I hear my girlfriend walking around, I just pretend like I can't, and uh, the, uh, I joined this thing the, the other day, it's like a live concert that you can watch, and uh, they're just setting everything up, and I'm looking around, really enjoying it, and I look to my right, and this other avatar just looks at me, and he makes eye contact, and he's just like, hey... I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't know this was like a social interaction thing. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm stoned in bed. I'm not ready to talk to somebody. So I was just like, hey, I, uh, I really like your avatar. And he was like, if you didn't like it, you didn't have to say anything. <laughs> Graham Elliott, everyone. Yay. Yay. Uh, uh, you're, that was very funny. Thank uh, you. I would say something like, um, you have a disability called or a problem called accidental sarcasm. And I would also title what your girlfriend has, and I would call it like passive aggressivism or something. And if it was passive aggressive and accidental sarcasm, like you're going to fight till we die of starvation <laughs> with your thing about the, like you just yeah. didn't, you didn't title her. Yeah. You're like, I'm sarcastic, but she was being super passive aggressive. So I'd name her too. <laughs> Because that's how you did, right? Is that what yeah, you're trying that, to get that at? That makes sense. Just, just call a spade a spade. Was she black? Just kidding. I didn't. Even <laughs> racist there. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I'm sorry. Other people. You could say she's black. <laughs> no, that was fine. Uh, I really like the uh, uh, the doctor. Did your doctor really say it like that? Yeah, he did. That's such a fucking funny, weird thing for him to say. That's. Uh, um, you can. The nice thing about that joke is you can like take it in so many different directions. Like you went with cheating, but just try it out like ten different ways. Uh, just ten different things. Like um, if if someone asks you if your toilet's clogged, you can say yes. Like just just yeah. like play around with it and see what works best. Like different professions. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's such a it's such a flexible joke. You can just go all the way around with it. So yeah, fuck yeah. Cool. And on that too, you could also use that for a callback. I mean, your other callback was great, but for the second one, like if a student doctor asks if they hit the bone, you can say yes or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You were uh, playing a lot, a lot off your... Um, fragileness I guess yeah you know you're talking about that I think it's a really good thing to do like I, when I first saw you and like I 
didn't want to tell because it felt mean, but now that you were talking about it, you kind of, <laughs> I'm Go sorry, ahead. you kind of look like uh, Superman, but if he never saw sunlight, <laughs> you know, but like, but like, oh, yes, there we go. That's Captain even better. America before he gets the serum. Yes, that's, that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Like the thin jokes. Yeah, you can it, throw But it works with the, your captain passive aggressive, you know, like that's what you turned into. <laughs> your day job would be being a techie, yeah. you know, it is. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It's like, see, it works. It's funny because it works. Cool. Uh, other, it was it was very funny stuff though. Everybody else, anybody else? All right, everybody. Cool. Thank you, Graham Elliott. Uh, your next comedian, what a lovely human being she is. Uh, I've had the opportunity to see her all over the Bay Area in clubs and colleges. No, mostly here and at the Edinburgh Castle. Uh, they have an open mic there later tonight, but you get to see her right now. Put your hands together for Rachel D. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Hunter was shitting on English teachers. I'm an English teacher. Uh, I hate me too, it's okay. So actually I was walking through the Tenderloin, my neighborhood, and I saw a pimp and hoe having an interesting conversation. The pimp was trying to explain to the hoe, uh, he was just trying to give her some constructive criticism. And I was thinking, well, did I just walk into her mid-yearly review? <laughs> I was wondering like, what, what else is he gonna say? Like profit margins are down, turnover rate needs to be higher, upsell the hand job? I don't know, it was weird. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, romantic comedies out right now. It's like the summer, right? I hate romantic comedies, most of them. There is one I really like though, just Scarface. Yeah, that's the best romantic comedy. I just want a man to love me as much as Tony Montana loves his cocaine. And then I want him to share it. <laughs> I, went, uh, I went out on a date last week and um, yeah, no, don't, it gets worse. <laughs> uh, and it felt a little bit like a weird job interview. Like I just wanted to have a drink, right? And he was like explaining how he was upwardly mobile and his five-year plan. And I was in my head, I was just thinking like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't want to have your babies. I, all I really want that is upwardly mobile is your dick. Just shut up. So I drank a lot that night. I drank too much actually. And what I learned was, you can drink someone attractive, but you cannot drink someone interesting. I was thinking if I could, this guy probably would have had a PhD by the time I passed out. <laughs> Shit. Woo! Uh, I just turned 40. I know, I know, I know. I'm just gonna take a bow. Uh, sometimes uh, people are a little, little confused when I tell them I'm 40. I, I have a younger appearance. I hang out with younger people. Um, they also ask, like, how do you do it? And you know, I honestly just say it's yoga and sunscreen and ritualistic bloodletting of the innocents, which you bathe in weekly. Uh, no, I actually enjoy hanging out with uh, the younger group a lot. Um, although sometimes it feels like I need to be their mom, you know? And uh, 
I remember, I don't even want to be my own kid's mom. So, oh, come on, guys. You know your mom didn't always want to be your mom. <laughs> no. Um, no, he's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's 14. He's 6'2". He's a wall of man-child. I have no idea how I created it. Uh, and he's a bit ungrateful. You know, he's a teenager. So I have to let him know. I have to let him know that he's a lucky. He's lucky that three was just one too many abortions. Right? Right? It's okay. I practice responsible parenting. My kid lives with his dad. In Texas. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. And Rachel D. Rachel D. I've wanted one since I was 12. I was so excited and people started laughing at it. I was like, yes, Joan Rivers would be so proud. <laughs> she, she would be. She was the first pregnant person on stage, so that's exciting Hell yeah. too. Uh, the Pimpo joke was great. The mid-yearly review was awesome. Um, I would add more in there like, uh, you didn't use condoms, you're saving overhead. <laughs> like, thank you for, you know, because like condoms are expensive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so like mm -hmm. when she shaves off that dollar that uh, was her safety, he's really giving her a high five on that one. <laughs> uh, Tony Montana also loved his sister, oh. which would be another good thing with co cocaine. Uh, mm. Tony loves Chachi. No, his sister, that didn't work. I loved your 40 uh, Bleeding the Innocence. That was amazing. <laughs> and I would, uh, I would dig into the audience when you have a room full of millennial dudes and you're talking about precious little snowflakes like your son. Yes. You could definitely just have a really good time just at an open mic, just fucking working shit out. Because you could say, you could just go like, it's, you know, you're 40 now. You get to make fun of 26-year-old guys. Like, that's sort of par for the course. Yeah. They can barely yeah. feed themselves. What well, do they eat? Do they have, eat like, peanut weird butter? stories about, like, like trying to pass and, and, and um, actually dating a few 24-year-olds who thought I was, like, you know, 28. Yeah, you got great titties. hot. You look, you're super hot. Okay. Like, you, look, you look really gorgeous and hot and amazing. And even at whatever age you are, I would think that they'd Thanks, be babe. like... Thanks, babe. I think you're beautiful, yeah. too. Oh, I do. So I do. Sweet. We'll hump later. We'll stop. Yeah, we'll stop sucking each other's dicks. The joke the, about it. Does anyone else have <laughs> things to say? Yes, the sir. joke about, uh, you know, the kids thing. It's like, tell a, tell a room full of comics their mom didn't want. I'm like, we, we know. We're comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm also with the, the Tony Montana thing, maybe like talking about like de like divorcing him and taking half of his cocaine. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Well, um, like like like, de like oh, divorced like, him. Yeah, divorced oh, yeah, yeah. Him and Just take that whole it. story. And uh, that's my uh, rom com uh, fantasy. But you don't even you don't even have to marry him. You could just be his sister. Why couldn't she have been smart and just taken half the cocaine and moved to California? <laughs> like, why isn't there another story? You know what I mean? It's like, there could be. There needs to be a sequel, right. yeah. starring me. Yeah, and well, Sofia Coppola will direct it. It'll be great. Yes. Um, the thing with the cocaine, you said uh, want him to love you as much as he does his cocaine and uh -huh. share it. Uh -huh. I thought, what if you went into more like the detail that goes into making the lines and getting it open and smelling like love you that way as well. Oh. Like you could build it up even more. I don't know if I want everybody in the audience to know I have cocaine though. Well, yeah. you don't have. You kidding. Don't have to I'm see kidding. It, I'm kidding. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was obvious when you went on stage, sweetie. We know. Uh -huh. <laughs>
Other other comments? Besides, Any comments? It was very very funny. Oh, Max has something to did say. The, did the pimp and host story actually happen to you? Yes. Wait, what did he it actually fucking, say? He actually said, and I know I I know that this is weird, but I know that it's a pimp and a hoe because I know them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should say that. <laughs> yeah. well, you did mention you live in the tenderloin. I know them. You live in the tenderloin. <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. Anyways, but I wasn't going to interrupt because they were like, you know, so I just kept walking. But I did hear, I'm just trying to give you some constructive criticism, bitch. (laughs) You should say that. And I was on my way to OMG and I was like, I have to go. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. You know, honestly, sometimes I just hang out in the cage between the doors of my building and just watch the tenderloin go by because it is so entertaining. It's like IRL, TL, TL, IRL. What is that? That's too hip for me. What does that mean? The TL, IRL. So it's like tenderloin in real life. Oh, IRL means in real life. Yeah. I just learned recently what DTF meant. I did Would not you start pretending you're younger and then they share their secrets? Right. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. DTF was like in 2006 and I just learned what it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm still trying to Google emojis. Like, what does that one mean? I don't know. <laughs> uh, everybody put your hands together for Rachel D. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Your next comedian. He's a filmmaker. Everybody uh, support him so he doesn't have to go into the army. Put your hands together for Buddha. Yo, I really love living in San Francisco, even though I'm fucking broke living here. But I see like the most funniest shit always happens when I don't have my headphones on. Like the other day, I'm leaving the open mic, go on the bus, sit on the back of the bus, and I seen this crackhead and old drug dealer walk on the bus. I, you know, I see uh, the interaction with them and the crackhead buying crack. Then the crackhead hits to the right of me, and old drug dealer hits to the left of me. And the crackhead goes off and start like yelling at old drug dealer, like, I'm gonna beat your ass, da 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 da. But then she starts speaking in five different fucking languages. First, it was English then Spanish, then French, and some two other shit I don't understand. Um, so I thought to myself, damn, that's one educated crackhead. Like, I'm still trying to figure out fucking English. <laughs> but like, all this weird shit always happens to me. Uh, a couple years ago, kicking back, smoking a blunt at the bus stop, waiting for the seven to go to the hate to buy some more weed. Um, and this, this homeless dude comes up, pokes me in the fucking stomach. I'm like, do I look like the Pildo the Doughboy or something? Like, I don't say woohoo. I say bitch. <laughs> then, uh, then two weeks ago, um, on my way home, I, you know, walk in, my neighbor comes up. He's, he's all like, I don't know if I should ask this, but do you sell meth? I'm like, <laughs> I, like, like, dude, do I, do I look like I kill that shit? Like, maybe weed, maybe a little PCP, and maybe some cocaine, but meth? I don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> Whew, but man, it's like, it's just, I literally can't make this shit up. Like, 
like it's like God is like, yeah, your life's fucked up, but you know, let me let me add a little humor to your life. Um, let's bring these crackheads to entertain you. Um, man, I almost just want to go around with a, like a video camera, like and just film the TLs and like make it into a reality TV show. Like I watch that shit. Um, so I'm not mo I'm not like most millennials, like um, people my age. I can't pronounce that word. Um, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how to fucking go live on Instagram. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to, like, step up my game with social media. Um, actually, today, um, I dropped a YouTube video up on my, on my channel, Buddhist High Life. If y'all want to check it out, it's, uh, me trying to fucking dance, you know, get, get, get shiggy with it. But, you know, I, I can't fucking dance, so it's pretty fucking hilarious. I put my editing skills up in now. So, if y'all want to go check it out, it's pretty fucking dope. Um, but... Um, that's the rest of my shit, and I hope y'all go home and masturbate with cannabis oil. <laughs> what a sweet way to leave your audience. I mean, really leave them on a high note. Yeah, positive, that's, beauti man. that's beautiful, yeah. Buddha. It's gorgeous. Uh, here, I'm going to put up the mics, but I, I wrote a couple things. I think it's a really good idea to couch everything with these bus, bus stop jokes in that mm -hmm. you could have a whole five minutes where that could be the thing that ties things together. So you can be super disparate in your stories as long as you bridge it back to, I was at the bus stop. Okay. He poked me in the stomach. This happened with a person on the bus. I feel like Muni could sort of like okay. tie a bunch of disparate things together just as a story, mm -hmm. like a convention. Um, I'm not an educated crackhead. I think could be a great callback for after they ask if you know how to make meth. Uh, I'm not okay, an educated okay, crackhead. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, bring it back. Uh, and you should have a TV show, and maybe you should call it I'm not an educated crackhead. Or, you know, like, crack on whack. Come up with ideas mm -hmm. for a name for it. The TL is fucking real. Or, like, you could... Like, it is a really good idea for a TV show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Other people's stuff, things. Uh, Other microphones. Anybody have comments? Everybody's being quiet. Everybody go outside to smoke crack. Just kidding. We don't. None of us do that. I've actually never smoked crack, so okay, good for me. I only uh, did it once. You only I'm did playing. It. You only did it once. Okay, we don't know everybody. Buddha, yay! Don't smoke. Don't don't smoke crack. Uh, all right, our next comedian. Uh, all right. Hey, he's been uh, coming on Fridays pretty religiously to the happy hour. Put your hands together for James Bostwick. This is James Bostwick. Oh, there he is. Hello. Hey. Hey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, how's it going? Um, I was walking here and I saw a pigeon here uh, free of deformities. And I thought that was a really good sign. Uh, that's like a San Francisco four-leaf clover. That's amazing. Uh, it's good to know that my donations for the Clubfoot uh, Pigeon Foundation is really getting through. That's really great. Um, I'm going to transition to lady friends. Um, I think I, I feel like I have like a really tough time uh, accepting breakups 
So I don't really see them as like ex-girlfriends. I just see them as like really shitty girlfriends, you know, like they, they aren't there for me when I need them. They're always flirting with some dude, you know, posting honeymoon pictures. It's like, you're not going to grandma's 90th birthday bash now, okay? You're cut. <laughs> uh, but I did, I did start seeing this girl and um, it's great we were talking and she has not seen not one episode of Seinfeld, not one. Um, and I was like, that's great. <laughs> okay, so what I'm gonna do is just like snag all the Seinfeld jokes, right? And then just throw it at her and she's gonna think I'm hilarious all the time, right? It doesn't really work out that way. So <laughs> she was like eating a meal and I snagged the soup from her. I was like, no soup for you. She's just like, why are you stealing food from me? That's mean. <laughs> you know, she's like, uh, she comes in like on the side, I look over, I'm like, Holly, you know, like, why are you being rude, okay? That's mean, well, if you say in the show, let's just watch Seinfeld, let's just watch that. And um, I feel like uh, I do need to break up with her because she's, she's just really boring. She's just really boring. All day long, she like talks in cliches, you know, like, hey, how was your day? <laughs> Or like, uh, hey, I'm going to the store. Do you need anything? Or it's like, you look tired. Do you need a massage? It's like, be original. Challenge me, all right? God. Um, I feel like um, nowadays everybody's really cynical, super cynical. Like a friend of mine, he was talking to me, and he was talking about some news story, like a murder-suicide. Murder, I was like, murder-suicide? Okay. What happened to good old meat and potatoes accidents, right? You know, I'm such a klutz. I can totally see myself like slipping on a banana peel and like accidentally killing a loved one as well as myself with a sawed off shotgun. Anybody else? No? Okay. Um, does anybody know why Bart has this unhealthy obsession over elevator maintenance? I feel like nobody gives a shit either. It's like, have you ever heard anybody say like, fuck, the Orinda elevator is out again? Can you believe this? Like, no, I can't believe it. Orinda, get out of here. Um, so I was at a party and um, I was talking to uh, this girl and uh, she was like 25, she said, and she's like, I'm an aspiring young adult writer. And I said, really? Wow, you seem... I mean, she just seemed too young to be a young adult writer. I just thought that uh, young adult writers were failed adult adult writers, you know. Um, and fuck Beverly Clary, okay? She never did anything for me. All right, that's all I have. Thank you. James Bostwick, yay! I love Beverly Clary. She wrote a book called Wifey uh, in the 70s that was really good. It was weird and sexy. She's weird. She's she is weird. weird. I enjoyed your set very much. Uh, I liked your mention of both Shotgun and Arinda together in like the same stanza. That was mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very reminiscent of my childhood. It's good. Uh, did other people... I enjoyed your set very much. Looks like Max is going to say something. I really like uh, the premise of telling your girl to be original when she's just saying nice things. I, I think like maybe uh, uh, like the hey, how are you is... Good. I think the other ones might be a little too niche. Like they they don't resonate as like cliche. So maybe just using something like "I love you" 
like something that's, okay. that okay. everyone says something rather than right. most people. Yeah. Okay. I, I really like the premise. Okay, cool. Other comments? No other comments. Everybody loved you. Everybody, James Boswick, yay! <laughs> All right. Uh, so, in order to fit the eight comedians that we have left on the list, we're just gonna not do comments anymore. Uh, but we're just gonna do four minute sets, and everyone gets to do them, and we'll laugh and be a great attentive audience for one another. Starting with your next comedian, put your hands together for Sergio Gonzalez. <laughs> What's going on? It's a lot of crackhead talk, so I'm going to start talking about crackheads. <laughs> on the way here, um, shitload of crackheads. And it used to bother me because I used to be like kind of scared of them, but I just found out their little secret. They're like the monsters at a haunted house. Like, they'll scare the shit out of you, but they'll never touch you. <laughs> They're like, God bless you, young man. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Like, all right. They got like a bunch of spit on their lip, like a fucking... 38 revolvers ain't right at your face. <laughs> no, it's fucked up. Um, you ever give a homeless man a dollar and then he reaches out to shake your hand and you're like, just give me back the fucking dollar? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucked up. I shake the hand, but it's like, God damn it, I'm gonna regret this shit. Cause you feel like, you feel like, it feels like a fucking hard dried up rubber that just seen a bunch of shit in its past. <laughs> Like I'll have a night of drinking and just black out. Next day I wake up. The only thing I remember is touching that homeless man's hand. <laughs> like I lost my phone and my wallet and everything. But that fucking, you can't take that shit off. That's fucked up. I'll say something nice about crackheads. They have like a good physique. Like you ever see them walking around with their shirts off in a tenderloin? Like is that a fucking pirate? Who the, f what? Fuck meal prepping. I just need a bit of crack and the lift fucking glass bottles everywhere all day. A little crack body by Jake. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. Um, I don't like to talk about politics a lot, but can we talk about grabbing pussies? Sorry. I know it's old, but it still fucking bothers me. Like people talk about all the bad shit that he's done. I'm like, fuck, but remember when he said he wants to grab her pussy? It's just weird. Like, dudes try defending him, like, yo, it's locker room talk. I'm like, no, the fuck it ain't. <laughs> like, if he came up to me, like, in the locker, he's like, oh, man, I want to grab her by the pussy. I'm like, get the fuck away from me, you weirdo. You virgin. <laughs> How do you even grab a fucking pussy? It's not a doorknob. You can't grab that shit. It's not a can from the fridge. <laughs> like, if my mom was falling off a cliff, and I had a, like, grab her, the pussy would be the last thing I'm gonna grab. Not because it's my mom and I don't wanna like touch her pussy, but it's just not a grabbable thing. I'd rather go for like a wrist or an ankle. <laughs> like, mama, no! <laughs> Do I save her? I don't know. I'll leave you guys with the clit hanger. That was shitty. Um, man, have you guys ever watched porn with your significant other? Yeah. How'd it go? Fine. Same. 
no it's all like for me it was like awkward as shit because like my girl was like oh let's watch porn together i'm like fuck yeah let's do it i grabbed the laptop and i opened it up and i was like fuck like i gotta act like i'm not addicted to porn like i gotta like it's my first time like <laughs> like usually by my, by when i'm by myself it's like the fucking matrix like i know the actress's name the actor's name the fucking production company like i know what i'm looking for but with her i was like babe what do i type big boobs but <laughs> do i go on porn.com i don't know the websites no first thing she said was like man that guy's got a big old dick i shut that shit down right away like we're not watching it because of this we're watching it for the story all right but yeah that's my uh my set thank you sergio leaving us on a cliffhanger that was lovely sergio gonzalez yay yay uh your next comedian i cannot read her last name uh her first name is samantha but her last name is like it's like Cotis or Conis? Coris is, uh, it looks like teaser eyes. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Samantha! Is it okay if I do this kind of like a conversation with you guys just for like the workshop part? So I've been thinking about English teachers because you are one and I've heard your set and you sound like really stable, which is something our high school didn't have. My junior year English teacher would cry a lot. Like she'd be like, 1984 is so beautiful. I need to write letters of rec, but none of you will get into your first choice college. So there was that. And my senior year, we'd have a teacher who would say like a lot of things in deadpan. Like we did a lot of Hamlet. So we'd do like to be or not to be. And then she'd look at us and be like, the older I get, the harder it is to live. <laughs> and we'd wonder like, like, should we say something? Like, is she okay? And then, like, is this going to be on the test? <laughs> this is a bit I was bringing to the workshop because I haven't thought of it since, like, last year. But I revisited it. And something like, you know, maybe we should use jazz hands in more casual conversation. Like, I imagine I run into a friend and I'm like, hey, it's so great to see you. And they're like, hey, it's great to see you too. And I can imagine they like me because this is in my head. And how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm great. What's up with you? And they're like, oh, my husband got fired and I don't know how we're gonna pay for rent next month. And I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. Jazz hands make it better. No, that's not working? Okay, good to know. Um, another one I've been, oh, was the teacher bit, did that work at all, do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, that's why we laughed. Cool, I appreciate, well, I've gotten a pity laugh, so it's worth checking. Really, what way? <laughs> What other lines from Shakespeare are like tragic, but could also be your teacher just telling you shit? What other? Like, Ooh. I was thinking more along the. I'm sorry, didn't mean. Yeah, no, go ahead. But like I you know, this. in Shakespeare books, they have like what they said and like what the. Um, fuck you guys. <laughs> I hate English teachers. No. The um, Shakespeare books. So like you know, they have the um, the actual like you know text, and then they have the um, like the uh, translations on the side. Oh yeah, like the notes What if she crossed it out with her own books and wrote oh that God. for the translation? <laughs> she would too. She really liked Spark Notes, which was really unusual. She did, yeah. She'd be like, "Just Spark Notes it so you understand. You won't get the real text. All only books are my friends." It was a lot every day because we were used to the teacher that cried, and then we had the teacher that just said stuff without crying. So that was a transition there. Um, if I still have time, there's another thing too. A bit about me. I don't like my neighbors. 
I had a neighbor across the hall, and one day we were both leaving in the morning, and she's like, hi. So I, I was raised right, and I'm polite, so I was like, hi. And then she turns to me, and she goes, hey, which is unusual, but I'm competitive, and I can't lose now. So I was like, hey. And she's at the bottom of the stairs, about to get in her car, and she goes, hello. So I yelled hello from the top of, her, of the stairs, and now I'm ready whenever I see her again. Where should I go with that? Because that actually happened, and it was really uncomfortable, and I don't know where to go from there. She was talking, I was the only one in the building. It was really weird. How did you get out? How did you go away? How did you get away? I mean, she left the building and I just waited. What you should have said is goodbye. Yeah, the word goodbye works, I think. I should have said goodbye. I should have said aloha. Aloha, that way it's both. That way it's shalom. Or shalom. Or shalom. That's what I should have. I'll be ready next time. Aloha, shalom. Actually, you could do the same joke exactly the same, but you're getting more competitive. So she says, Hi, yeah. you say hi. She says hey, you say hey. She says hello, you say shalom. Very good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And that way it works. And then you say aloha. At the then, bo- I, then she's at the bottom of the stairs. And you go aloha because I'm not going to let that bitch win. <laughs> exactly. I say aloha. She gets into her car and drives away. That's really good. That's all I had for the workshop. I don't know if there is time, but I'm done here. Thank you. You want to see me watch my video? You want to find me Google my phone? Well, that was Samantha using the best of her time like a champion. Yay. Your next comedian is going to grab a microphone because we made a new stage that we just can't lift you on top of. I'm sorry. We're dicks. It's not a wheelchair accessible uh, thing. You can get up if you want, whatever you want. But uh, grab a microphone, everybody. It's time for Jackson McBrayer. Everybody, let's just fucking, there we go. Bam, all right. Uh, So I've been gone a while. I've been doing the skydiving thing. And uh, I found out that uh, comedians are fucking cowards. Like, I would call them pussies, but I really like pussy, and I don't think it should be used as an insult ever. But, like, I've been asking comics to go skydiving, and they're like, oh, I'm afraid of heights, oh, da-da-da-da. And then I ask poets, and like, sure, I'll go. I ask for less dancers, and they're like, can I do it naked? And I'm like, sure, yeah, whatever makes you comfortable. I don't know where the joke is here. I just want to call it out and be like, hey, any comics actually want to go skydiving? Because y'all are fucking cowards, and it bothers me. Uh, like, what's the worst that could happen? You end up in a wheelchair and steal my material? Like, what? <laughs> uh, but I... <laughs> I've had a weird fucking week. Like, I went skydiving twice this week. I had two dates. um, And I actually got hit on by a lesbian really hard. Um, So I'm at a bar after a show. And this beautiful woman is sitting there and uh, offers to buy me a drink. So I'm like, sure. We start chatting. And then, like, da-da-da-da-da, she says, blah-blah-blah, lesbian. And I was like, okay, cool. I continue to chat with her. And then she tries to set me up with her sister. So I was like, okay, yeah, your sister's cute. And then she asks me if my dick works. I was like, yeah. And then she puts her hand on my cock. And I was like, yo, consent. Because consent culture is important. And she asks, is it okay if I touch your dick? And I go, my safe word is run. Uh, And if you have to tell someone your safe word that early in the conversation, your night is either going to be amazing or terrible. You really have no middle ground there. And then she proceeds to massage my dick, trying to get my dick hard. And I'm like, I have very good dick control. So now it's like a battle between us. Like it's the first time I've ever got a hair job in public and tried not to get my dick hard. And then I go to the bathroom. She follows me to the bathroom, pushes me. And I'm like, it's flat. I can handle this. I don't need your help. I mean, if you want to help me in the bathroom, that's fine. He goes, I'm a lesbian. Sure, it's fine. Yeah, labels, whatever. Uh, 
And then she she actually pushes me back to the bathroom after I left. My friend sees us enter and goes, Jackson. And I see him look back and goes, don't close the door. So I leave the door open, wash my hands, and she fucking follows me back. My friend saves me and goes, hey, Jackson, you want to smoke a blunt? And I was like, God, yes. We leave. And that's when my friend saved me from a very aggressive lesbian who was trying to sleep with me. And the only reason I didn't go home with her is I had to go skydiving the next day. Like, I was like, I can't. I can't go home with you. I have shit to do in the morning. This is my life. My life is not normal at all. Like, it's super relatable, right? I see the look on all your faces like, yeah, no, stuff like this happens to me all the time. I know, right? Um, my friend asked me, he goes, Jackson, do you consider yourself an attractive man? And I was like, dude, I'm a cripple and I get laid more than you do. I think maybe. Like, just, just say it. Like, for a regular guy, I'm attractive. But for a cripple, I'm fucking gorgeous. And it's nice to be at the top of your tier. Like, it's good to be that fetish guy where you're like, oh, you've never had sex with a cripple? I actually, that was another thing on my other date was over at Tourette's Without Regrets. And a woman comes up to me and goes, the best sex I ever had was with a guy in a wheelchair. And I was like, spread that stereotype. Let it be known. Like, do some of my legwork for me. Please, for the love of God. Thank you. That's... Uh, the last thing I will mention is a friend of mine actually message, direct messaged me on Facebook about any sex toy ideas I had. So I pitched her my sex wheelchair. So if you see that on Adam and Eve ever, just be like, hey, I know where that came from. Jackson's brain. That's it. That's it for me. Thank you. Jackson McBrayer, Jackson McBrayer's back. He's not going to skydive and he's going to skydive and he's going to... It's gonna be lifted over crowds of what are they metal fans and it'll be crazy crowd surfing in his wheelchair the wheelchair gets crowd surfed back your next comedian uh i saw him have like the most amazing set i've ever had him i've ever seen him do at delirium i think it was two weeks ago on a monday and the crowd loved everything he was saying the joke that stuck with me arjun actually was the one about sticking your dick in the thing with the pointies I was like, you're a fucking genius. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. Here's the joke. I'll tell the joke. I'll tell the joke. I don't like blowjobs. I do not like blowjobs because there are many points of the hum- parts of the human body that are very receptive to penises going inside. And then men were like, I'm going to put it the one place they got sharp things. Huh? Pretty good joke. That's why I don't like them, because your fucking teeth, and I don't care how good you think you are, unless you, if you have teeth, it's bad. That's my take, okay? If you don't have teeth, maybe we can talk, but I feel like we just wouldn't connect since you're in your 70s and I'm not, you know? I feel like once you're dating a woman in her 70s, here's the thing, here's, what's the deal with dating women in their 70s, you know what I mean? Oh my goodness, you ever be fucking this 70-year-old bitch, and then her teeth come out, and you're like, now we're going, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Y'all feel that? Yeah, you ever just be riding that 70-year-old pussy, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Do you guys like this joke? (laughs) Do you guys like it? Because it feels like you don't. Anyways. Uh, I don't like it either. <laughs> I was just saying it. It was fun to say words. I, I like saying words in a microphone when people paying attention, which you shouldn't. Anyways, let's all leave and quit. Okay, on the count of three, let's all quit comedy, okay? One, two, three. Let's all quit comedy. I don't say say it. I mean do it. You know what I mean? Okay, you guys ready? One, two, three. Oh, uh, did you guys quit? I didn't. I was trying to. I was trying to trick you guys, but you know what I mean? Like, okay, okay. 
Here's a joke. Here's the joke I've been telling recently. I don't like how confident I am. I don't like how confident I am. Because I'm currently at the level of confidence where I'm unlikable, but I'm not confident enough to not care what people think about me. I'm at that perfect middle ground where it's all like, I'm better than everyone, but I need everyone to love me, you know? It's just this horrible middle ground that I just, it's like I'm at a buffet, but I'm starving, you know? Like, I know exactly what I need to do to solve this problem, I just won't do it. I refuse. Anyway, okay, that's a good job. I don't think that white people deserve to feel white guilt, but I do believe they deserve to be sunburned. Uh, you know? Like, I don't think they should have to punish themselves, but God should do it, you know? <laughs> Just send rays down to their skin, and I don't know what sunburn is. I, I don't know how it works, but it 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 works. Anyways, I here's the thing, because like, it amazes me that white people conquered the earth, even though the sun literally burns them. Like, I want to tell my ancestors, like, go outside. They can't follow you there. You know, like, how did they do that? How did they con How did they go south of the Italian peninsula? You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe, I don't believe that they had sun sunburn before 1492. But after Columbus was there, God was like, we got to nerf these guys somehow. Like, we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to keep them out. And it didn't work. God was like, don't go there. And you guys were like, I'm a fucking go there. And somehow we're there better than everyone else. You know what I mean? You guys are just in places in charge. That's incredible. I need to do that. I need to start colonizing just various, not countries, but like people. You know what I mean? Like I need to start with a like, we're friends now. And I'm like a bad friend and you're a good friend now. How about that? I need more vassal states. You know what I mean? You guys feel like you have enough vassal states in your life? I currently have zero vassal states. I like... You ever be dating someone that's a vassal state? <laughs> that's you being a bad boyfriend. That's what I'm saying. I almost exclusively. Anyways, I um when I go to the gym, I get turned on by how hot I'm going to be. Uh, I'll be doing like 10 pound curls like if I just keep doing this every day for 6 months, I'm going to be so freaking hot. And I've been thinking that every, once a month for six years. <laughs> ah, get it? Because I don't work out very often. Ah. Look, if this, uh, the jokes weren't good, at least I had confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Where's my stuff? There's over there and there. It's in two places. That's horrible. Wouldn't it be funny if I ran the light but just silent? <laughs> like I wasn't making any noise. I was Okay, I'm done. Ah, Ian quit comedy. Banerjee. Banerjee. He's so funny. I enjoy his stuff very much. I really didn't. I do. I've been enjoying you very much, and I like your confidence, and I believe in you. You clearly believe in The Secret. I think you watch Netflix 14 times. You watch The Secret movie, and you're like, positive thinking is real. Your next comedian, wow, does he believe in the power of positive thinking. Uh, he's one of the only ginger kids left on the scene. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Yay! Uh, it sounds like we're just taking gingers out. Like, it sounds sounds like there's a conspiracy against us. There is not. We're just... We're just uh, not uh, people people want to look at. That's what's happening. It's it's okay. I'm a good-looking ginger, which is cool, but that still makes me like a five. Yeah. 
I'm a, I'm a ginger nine, baby. Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, I am, so something about me, I'm bisexual. That's something about me. I like men and women. But I don't, I don't like actually end up dating a lot. Like, I'm just not good at, you know, approaching people. Uh, it just, it doesn't work for me. It's like, it's like if I liked Coke and Pepsi, but I was like diabetic. That's kind of my whole life. It's terrible. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Okay. Not a conversation, though. I do want to just, <laughs> I do just want to say the things. I appreciate it, though. That was good. If you were going to say something, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> that was fun. Um, no, uh, people think, like, when I say I'm bisexual, they'll think I'm, like, uh, really doing a lot of people. Like... <laughs> They'll, like I had a I had a friend who's just like oh dude you're fuck I came out last year and he's like dude you're fucking buying out like you must be fucking swimming in that <laughs> yeah and I was just like well uh, do you want to fuck me he was like no like why would I want to and I was like that's the issue <laughs> people still have to say yes that's the law <laughs> consent there we go we were talking about. <laughs> I'll make it funny. It's fun. Um, oh, I've been playing this new game in bars, guys. I've been playing this new game um, where I will look at everybody at the bar and I will try to guess one of their last names. And the first prize... Oh, fuck. I already fucked it up. Basically, I'm stealing people's tabs. That's the whole... All you have to do to get like free drinks is know someone's name at the bar. Just uh, I'm on the Johnson tab. And they're like, oh, Johnson. Yeah, okay. That's good. That's, that's funny to me. I feel like they should have more. This is too woke uh, thought. Uh, this is never going to, this is not going to work because I fucked up the joke. That's fine. Uh, I'm thinking about bees a lot. Like a lot about bees. Do you like, you know, bees? <laughs> From that, you've seen Bee Movie? This is a documentary. <laughs> Really good one. Uh, 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 yeah. I, I had a friend who, he, he like came up to me, he wanted like sympathy, he said he was having a bad week. And, uh, oh, he, she was talking to the other Max, that was confusing. Um, he wanted sympathy for me, he was like, oh dude, I've been having the, the roughest week. And I was like, oh, what happened? Uh, he's like, oh, I got stung by two bees. What, like, dude, you're fine. Like, you're still here, those bees are dead. That's what happens when bees sting. They die. They die for honor. And uh, it's just not that big an issue. And they're fucking... Fuck, bees just... They have to eat honey all the time. They don't have anything to eat it with. Bees have shitty lives is what I'm trying to say. It's terrible. I just watched a documentary about bees. I've just, I want to go to an apiary. I really want to go to an apiary. Ian, do you want to go to an apiary? I don't It's where they keep bees. <laughs> like a lot of bees. <laughs> That's uh, that's where bees keep bees. This is where people keep bees. <laughs> that's silly. Okay, um, I'll leave on this. Uh, I, uh, you guys know Toys R Us closed down this year. They uh, went bankrupt. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Like it was a big part of my childhood. Um, but I went to I went to a Toys R Us because they were having like a closing sale. But everything was only like ten percent off. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you gonna do if you don't sell this? Like, you have like. A hundred thousand boxes of Legos. Are you just? Are you gonna keep them? What the fuck? Like, are you gonna sell them to the government and build a wall? Like, that's actually that is a ridiculous idea. What if? What if we just built that that wall with Legos? I don't want to be the like, guy telling the wall jokes, but that would be silly, right? That'd be cute. Uh, no, as I go into the Toys R Us though, there's a worker who like clearly was like 
a top Toys R Us worker and he was still doing his job, but he was really fucking sad. Right as I go in, he just goes, oh, welcome to Toys R Us where, where a kid can be a kid. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, fucking drop the act. Like, it's over, man. And also I'm 25. Like, I'm not, I'm 24. That's fine. Um, then the last thing was some, someone in there actually thought I was a worker there because uh, I'm this old and I was by myself and um, he asked me to do a price check he's like oh uh, excuse me sir how much is this game of Candyland I was like dude just fucking take it <laughs> like no one's gonna stop you that dude's crying at the front like there's no one here there are no more rules that's fine okay uh, my name is Max Eddie thanks so much Max Eddie he's like the Robin Hood of children I guess now just Take it. Uh, your next comedian, uh, I he I wouldn't even know what to call him. Uh, he doesn't steal anything, but he always seems to have weed on him. So I don't know how that works. Uh, put your hands together for Mark Neuer. Yay! That is the craziest intro I've ever gotten, ever. It's like the most abstract, like, he's not a thief, but he is broke. So I'm really not sure what his deal is. He's still alive, I don't know. Yeah, dude, I fucking don't know. I, uh, working on some five minute sets. So let's do that. Um, with the four minutes I fucking have. Uh, uh, it's crazy the things that you hear on 6th Street. Uh, it's like the Tenderloin area for everyone that you all fucking know. Uh, 6th Street, it's like fucking, like, it's a war zone out there. It's just, like, so crazy. Like, I was standing on the street smoking a cigarette in front of a bar, and I just overhear a conversation where one dude comes up to another dude, and he's like, dude, it's been so long since I've seen you. It's like the last time I saw you, I was on, like, 16, and now I'm on, like, 35 heart attacks. And it's like, it just, it fucking blew my mind that crackheads, just their calendar is just how... Every, every day that they've had heart attacks and they just keep those. Anyways, um, another thing you hear on, on 6th Street is like you hear these, like, these crazy crackheads just sitting there kind of talking to themselves. And this one guy was drinking a beer uh, with this hand and like trying to twist a crack pipe with, with this hand. And he was like explaining to himself as to why he's not race, racist. He was like, I'm, I'm not fucking racist. I talk to birds and squirrels and shit all the time just to see if they speak English. And that, I was like, that is the craziest logic I've ever heard 6th Street, man. I, you walk down 6th Street and like for me personally, I just, I kind of like, I look at the ground a lot. Cause like, if you look up, you make eye contact with like fucking maniacs and that's not fun. Cause I'm a maniac. So like, it's just like, the, you know, it, um, and I, I'm looking at the ground. I'm like, fuck dude, I really just, I want to, I want to like water the ground. Like I just want to like just some refreshing non GMO organic vegan fucking H2O just just bleach just bleach the whole fucking ground of, of sixth street awesome i've uh, I, i've given up um on religion i've i've decided um i've decided that uh it doesn't it's it just like you, you talk to some, this imaginary fucking person and you get no goddamn response so i've taken all my ho fucking hopes dreams concerns frustrations to the magic eight ball because the response time is so fucking fast i mean it's like it's like faster than buffering a youtube video i mean it's just like that fast i just shake it you look it tells you a thing that's all i need i just need some re reassurance you know i don't know 
I have a lot of fucking, I have a lot of friends who are like super just like Bible thumping, religious fucks, and I don't get it. And they're always like, oh, have you tried talking to God? I'm like, fucking no. Why don't you talk to him for me, you piece of shit? Why don't you start the fucking, you know, you know him better than I do. I'm not even the dude's friend. We're not even, it's not Facebook official. You guys, I see it on Facebook, mutual friends, fucking you. Why don't you, you know? Fuck, ask him how he's doing for me. Tell him I said hello. The reason I want to die is because I constantly, you, you, you have to always cut your fingernails. It never ends. <laughs> and it's the reason I want to kill myself. It's like, this is just never, you know what I'm talking about. It never ends. It never, you lose your hair, you know, I'm just going to chop off my hands. Just have nubs and just fucking nub everything. Just nub it all up, you know, fuck. I like to keep myself entertained because, um, no one else does so it's like I have to just like play with my own fucking brain and normally it involves tormenting the fuck out of people so like I go to Starbucks and she's like well what will be the name on the fucking order and I'm like fucking that's a mark with a G she's like oh okay and here I am thinking this is gonna trip her up no it's just on the fucking cup mark G period how did you beat me at my own game I want to know I want to know I realized really fast that I am a, uh, a terrible uh, employee. I am a horrible, thank you, Pam. I am a terrible employee. I, uh, you, I, I work, my very first job was at McDonald's, and they would tell you, I want this surface, I want this table, this table right here, clean enough to where you can eat off of it. And I looked her right in the eye. I said, darling, I'm sorry, but I eat ass, and that's not gonna, it's not going to be acceptable for you. You know, like it may have a little bit of tissue on it. You know, just move it to the side and just go back to town. You know, it's like it's all, that's okay. You guys have a great rest of your night. Thank you for your time. Have a fucking... I'll see you later. Mark Neuer, everyone. Like a professional ending on an analingus joke. That was really, really special. Uh, hey, shake that eight ball. Ask again later. Your next comedian. What a funny guy he is. He's young and Serbian. I imagine him playing on the World Cup team uh, sometimes at night before I go to sleep and I'm kidding that was I don't mean to objectify him but he is he's, he's a pretty he's a pretty young man he's also very funny I'm sorry I shouldn't objectify you it's not fair when I objectify people it's not fair you're also very funny uh, put your hands together for Max Mawachanin better come back man alright yeah fingernails are pretty annoying I agree uh, so I have a younger sister and, uh, she's, she does stand up too, like for six years. And, uh, that's when it dawned on me. Like I probably have pretty bad parents, you know, like <laughs> it gets bad enough if one of your kids does stand up, right? Like you guys know, and, but like my mom has to tell her friends that all of her kids do stand up. Like, like that can't be fun. Like, like this could be a family reunion for me someday. <laughs> I feel like that joke would have been better when all the other weird people were here. No. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I think, uh, so I was talking to some friends recently, and one of my friends said, uh, I didn't do a lot of dating because I had a high school sweetheart for seven years. And I was like, wow, how long did it take you to finish high school? Like, you mean to tell me you both got held back at least three times? That's crazy. You're like the Romeo and Juliet of high school students. You know who they are. You took high school English at least once. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, speaking of relationships, one of my exes popped up my Facebook feed recently. And uh, her status said, note to self, I need to have more self-control and be more disciplined. And I was like, well, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self. 
In fact, it's literally the exact opposite of that. It's the whole reason why Facebook is even a thing. Like the share button, that should have been your first clue that... And then a bunch of people commented on it, too. Like, one of the people who commented wrote, I'm going to make this a note to self for me, too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody understands the meaning of the word self. Like, I feel like they would go to the Safeway and go to the self-checkout and be like, hey, where's the cashier at? You know, like, can I get some assistance here? I don't know. I feel like it could have been worse. You could have posted about politics. Like, I always hate it when people do that. Uh, after the 2016 election, one of my aunts posted an infographic that said, uh, like, 50% of the people didn't vote in the election. She was like, this is terrible. We need to teach them a lesson by taking away their voting privileges. It's like, that doesn't make any sense at all. That's like the dumbest logic I've ever heard. Like, that'd be like if we offered a cash reward to successful bank robbers. Imagine you see a bunch of like successful car thieves in the studio audience at the Oprah show and they're like, hey, you get a car, you get... I don't know, I feel like I could tighten that up a little bit. But anyway, I'll, I think I'm gonna... The car thieves. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... Uh... <laughs> Car, yeah, well, this will be my half feedback thing. You, you look angry at me. <laughs> no, it just you're at two minutes and 23 seconds. I just, you know, you've been sitting here for like an hour and, and you just wanted to do two, two minutes. That's all. Yeah, I think, I think I'm good. <laughs> like, I, I can't believe it. You don't want to work anything else. There's no old jokes you want to run just for fun. I mean, you have the time. Well, it was mainly just that sister doing stand-up joke, too. Is that fun? That's, is that? Do some of your sister's jokes. Can you do? do you, can you paraphrase one of her jokes? I feel like this that may surprise you, Pam, but she can be rather dirty with her comedy. So, in a way, we're opposites. Yeah, you're kind of the reactionary... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, okay. That was the main thing. It was just the sister thing. I want to see if it's, that worked. <laughs> no, no, it's very funny. You really don't want to run like you, like you still have another minute. Just run a joke. Just <laughs> just run a joke. On last names? I, I like my last name, all right? You know, it's... Le, is it Levy or Levy? Uh, Levy. Levy. I was trying to... Set me up for my own joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, no. I think I'm good. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll give my time back to the room. Right, he gives his tie back to the room. What a generous man, Max Mawachanin. Yay! I finally just recently learned why and how to pronounce his last name because of World Cup. So look at it changing lives. I was like, where are my bitches at? Modric, Mandzucic. It was Croatia, not, not Serbia. Sorry. Uh, Bosnia, Serbia? They're the same place. I'm such a retarded. I mean, that's a terrible word, too. I'm an ignorant American. Uh, your next comedian, I finally know how to uh, pronounce his last name the way he likes, because he just said it himself. Put your hands together for, yeah, I was going to say Ian instead of Ian. Ian Levy. We were drop, drop to the floor. We are the fun. Oh, thank you very much, Pam. Um, this is good. This is exciting. I'm feeling very good. Um... You know, I, uh, I've recently come to the conclusion that I think uh, conservatives have the most fun solutions to problems, right? According to conservatives, uh, it's against the law to murder, and it's against the law to do drugs. Uh, and if you break the law, we will murder you with drugs. Like, that's pretty fucking dope, right? I like, that's kind of like Willy Wonka logic right there. I expect like an Oompa Loompa to come out and be like, you did commit a federal crime, now you'll shoot up for the final time. So that was my big... Oompa loompa doompa dee dee never again commit a felony. That's my hot. 
so I wrote the Oompa Loompa thing a long time ago, and I haven't been brave enough to sing on stage for like six months. So that's okay. It's good that has some. I got to commit to that a bit more. I think I make too many uh, jokes, maybe when I shouldn't. Like I was at a uh, party recently. I didn't know anyone, so I was just hanging out by myself. Uh, and you know, do what you do at a party, which is me just try to see how much cheese I can fit into my face when I don't know anyone. It was like a friend or friend party. Uh, and there was like kind of a circle of people and they were talking and they said uh, the conversation changed to uh, would you rather have pie or sex right. uh, and I jumped in and said I 100% of the time would rather have pie right? uh, because if I regret my decision uh, I can still fuck that pie <laughs> it's perfect crime you know you go you eat the pie and you're like ah! and then you, regret it, you just go back to eating the pie it's <laughs> perfect and uh, everyone at the party thought I was real weird, so I did not make any new friends that night. It was a, it was a fun time, though. It was good. I, uh, sometimes people will ask me, I've lived in San Francisco a little while now, and sometimes people from out of town will ask me, like, hey, how do we experience San Francisco, right? Like, what's the best thing to go? Should we go to the Castro? Should we go to the Mission? I tell people, if you want the real San Francisco experience, uh, just ride the bus, Right, that's the real particular ride the bus after midnight. That is everything you need to know about San Francisco in a microcosm. Uh, like this happened to me just a few weeks ago. Uh, I was riding the bus past 1 a.m. And if you don't know, the bus past midnight, uh, it becomes the purge, right? There are no laws, anything goes. Rich people don't have to partake. So just anything can happen. I was on the bus, uh, and this woman on the bus just started smoking meth right on the bus, right? She was just lighting up. Yeah, she was smoking meth. And no one wanted to get involved. Even the bus driver, for a second, he, like, turned around and went, <laughs> and then just went back to driving the bus. Like, he wasn't going to get involved. Uh, until finally this guy stood up and he was like, hey, bitch, you can't be smoking that shit on the bus. You got to get off, bitch. And there was just this other guy who was super calm at the back of the bus who was hanging out who said, uh, hey, buddy, you're not wrong, but there's no need for name calling. <laughs> And the first guy, he thought about it. I was like, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have used that word. I'm sorry. Will you please stop smoking meth, ma'am? <laughs> and the woman uh, just kept smoking meth. She did not care at all. It did not. That's the perfect example of everything in San Francisco, I feel like. It was like people see a problem, and someone tries to address the problem, not in the best way, and people just attack the person trying to fix the problem instead of fixing the problem. So it's... It's good. You know, I, these are jokes I'll never be able to use in my actual act, but I wrote after London Breed got elected, I wrote a bunch of hot takes on London Breed. So do you guys know London Breed, our new mayor? Um, okay, my time's almost... Uh, San Francisco's a weird place, because London Breed was... She was a Democrat, but she was the most centrist Democrat candidate possible, right? Because everyone in San Francisco wants to be all, like, liberal and progressive. But it's really... San Francisco politics have become, like, an 80s horror movie, where it's like, the conservatives are coming from inside the city like you know, what's going on here but it's is true though it's a weird london breed isn't isn't like you know she, she's a centrist at best right like london breed uh, you don't know her favorite uh tv show is sports center uh followed closely by malcolm in the middle that is how centrist she is uh it's I wrote some other punchlines to that. That's so that's so dumb. That's so that's so terrible. Her favorite London Breed's favorite movie uh, is uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, no, wait, I fucked that up. I'm I'm all over the place tonight. I'm done. I'm, I'll, I'll get off. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ian Lee.
Tropical with London Breed. Yay. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, if anyone really, I mean, if you want to know something personal about me, tomorrow is my seven-year anniversary of the first time I did comedy. So thank you. You can, you can be jealous of me because I have not given up yet. And I won't do it. I'm clinging on with the last vestiges. Uh, but I have a show tomorrow night at Amnesia. I'm going to go up first. It's going to be fun. Because that's the first place I did comedy seven years ago on the seventh Tuesday. Because it's been seven years and that's how a calendar works. <laughs> so it's the same Tuesday again. And it's well, it four, 7 17 2011 was the first time I did comedy. So I'm going to be there tomorrow night. Seven. And then the Sparkast. So always come by for the Sparkast if you guys like to smoke weed. Uh, Spark is on mission between 8th and 9th. And we have a vaporizer room. And we do uh, the, the least amount of time you'll get in the hour is a couple minutes to talk about the weed that you just smoked that I let you smoke for free. Yeah, so you give your product highlights and you're funny because you're comedians. But you should come by any Tuesday. And thank you guys so much for participating and sticking around for Joke Workshop. And I hope to see you tomorrow on my anniversary, everybody. Bye!
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. 
You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll from some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Check Drop two, by the bar, two. make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia.